Neverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Everyone wants to watch Dylan, you know, Gabriel and Anderson, da-da-da-da-da. Watch Walter Rouse. I don't know if you guys have talked about Oh, yes. The left tackle blocking two guys. He sees the corner coming, corner of safety off the left edge. He's already blocking the D-end, and he gets a hand out on him to give Dylan just enough time to get that ball off. Amazing play by, by him. Too many times old linemen get overlooked. There's Coach Stoops on yesterday, day early with us, uh, talking about Walter Rouse and that final play for the Oklahoma offense. Game-winning touchdown to Nick Anderson. They brought a blitz off the edge, and they didn't get it communicated properly on the offensive line. And, you know, he ended up having to try and take two out there on the perimeter and gets just enough on both guys for Gabriel to be able to step up and, and get that ball off. So, Awesome stuff. That There's, was a that was a legacy drive and a legacy play for Dylan Gabriel. That was a legacy block by Walter Rouse. I mean, seriously, yeah. More than likely, uh, when Walter Rouse's career here is done, that's more than likely the first thing that you'll remember from from his career. Well, it's a it, pretty good spot. It got him on the map. Of what the Outland Trophy Player of the Week, right? Yep. So, um, you know, you don't, usually don't get that much. When's the last time you heard of a block by an offensive lineman getting that much? I'm I'm trying chatter? to think of at least one in OU history, man. Um, let me think about it for a few minutes, and I maybe I can come up with one, but not nothing like that. I mean, there's going to be stuff that people remember, like guys flattening. Uh, oh, what's his name from Kenny Steele's had a big time block, right. or Damian Williams' long touchdown run against Texas, but stuff like that man. for sure you're going to remember, but. Typically, you don't get that for, for offensive linemen, but it's cool. Great stuff and well deserved. And, you know, like I said earlier, that there's all kinds of mistakes in that game on the film. And it's true, but there's also all kinds of, of areas like that where maybe it didn't go exactly like you would draw it up, but really good individual efforts trying to make things right. Um, like one guy like Jacob Lacey, defensive line, played a hell of a football game. Yeah, for someone that, you know, maybe wasn't going to play this year, play that he made in the fourth quarter on that final drive by Texas. Well, I guess the second to last drive, their final full drive was huge, man. And he was great on the, in that goal line stand. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so getting all kinds of big-time effort plays and – contributions from from all kinds of guys on the roster i have the seven most uh famous blocks in ou history okay, okay. i just i said give me a couple of minutes and i'll think of some i've got seven for okay. you all right and no particular order you've got kenny stills block yeah. uh, in the ou texas game you've got uh, walter rouse block in the ou texas game okay. all seven of these blocks are against texas the final five are all five offensive linemen having their way with Breck and Hager in the <laughs> right. 2018 Big 12 That's Championship That's what I was trying game. to think of is uh, Breck and Hager whenever everyone kept flattening that. Dude. So those are the seven most uh, famous blocks in OU football history, all, uh, all happening against Texas. Well, that's awesome. Here's, here's the question now, and people can hit up the text line for it, but it's also on our Twitter page, at KREF Sports. Sooner fans, since we're at the halfway point of the regular season, 
what's OU's true ceiling in 2023? You've got some options here, okay? Is their true ceiling a national championship? Is it a national title game appearance? Is it a college football playoff appearance? Is it a Big 12 championship with a New Year's Six berth? Just a Big 12 title game appearance? What is it? And while you think of what it is, I'll read some responses. Okay. Gunny says it's an all-in kind of year, championship game or bust. I see number eight being on the table. Uh, Evan and Jared both say champs. Thomas says one game at a time, but realistically, a New Year's Six Bowl win is the ceiling for this team. Well, it's it's hard to say because it's a moving target. I think the team we saw Saturday, that team's ceiling may be a New Year's Six win, bowl win, but you know, you go back two weeks, and that team's ceiling may have been a Big 12 championship game uh, win. You go back before that, maybe that team's ceiling was a Big 12 championship appearance. The point is, we're six games in, and I've seen good improvement from a bunch of different guys, offensively and defensively, that you know, are taking this team to another level. I, If they continue to get better and better, if if the defense can sure up some of the mistakes that they've made the last couple of weeks, which I think they can, if offensively we can continue to improve, like, number one, we got to find, like, what our offensive line rotation is going to be with Metallier, out and like what the prognosis is for him back sooner rather than later is what Brent said last night that's kind of what I think you know um did he give the details of the injury uh that's just that's mostly what I saw back sooner rather than later um I mean yeah I think he's I think he's got a a good chance to come back I don't know how long it's going to take but um in the meantime we've got to figure that out it would be nice if we saw a running back kind of ignite and take the back half of the season by storm and and we can really get the running game going but I mean if if they keep improving I see no reason why they can't make a college football playoff and if you make the college football playoff I see no reason why you can't make the national championship game in a year like this that's that and that's kind of where where I was going to is I think if you want to look at ceiling or you know what this team can accomplish I after six games, halfway through what you did on Saturday, even though it wasn't perfect, I definitely think playoff appearances in the cards. The question for me is, will they be able to get to a level where they can beat a team in a semifinal? And given what the rest of the country has looked like right now, I I would not put that at a 0% possibility. Yeah. They can absolutely compete. I think they can compete. I mean, whenever you find yourself in the Final Four, then I think – I think if you make it to that point, you have to say your ceiling is a national championship. Now, you may be a a big underdog in your semifinal game. You may be a big underdog if you happen to win that and make it to the championship game. But if you're in the tournament, you have to say the ceiling is winning the thing. You know? I mean – we can look at it realistically at the time, you know, as the weeks leading up to the matchup and say, man, underdog, they would have to perform something wild to pull this off. But 
those things happen in in football. So, like right now, I I can't eliminate anything for this team. Uh, from the nine one eights, too early to tell. Which I mean, we're halfway through the regular season here. When is it not too early to tell anymore? Mm-hmm. Too many unknowns, such as injuries and how the team responds to success, are just a couple of unknowns. The two thousand run, we stayed healthy. Nine one eight would love to play FSU again in a semifinal. Um, let's see. There are no little things if contenders, special teams are critical in winning it all. Eric in Illinois says, well, all I can tell you is their ceiling is higher than USC. USC got yes. one way to win. I think OU's got more than, than one way to win at this point. Yep. 972, there is no ceiling. There are probabilities. Maybe if we play Georgia ten times right now, we lose nine of them right now. But this team can win it one time at minimum. All we need is that one time. So go for it, baby. That's why BV focuses on belief. It's everything. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my point is if you can see this team making it to the Big 12 championship, I'd be shocked if you could see them, if you couldn't see them winning the Big 12 championship. And if you could see that happening, then you have to be open to the fact that they can make the playoff. And if you make the playoff, the possibilities are there to win a championship. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, honestly, the ceiling is there is no ceiling. Ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. As uh, some of the some of the textures are saying. Yeah. It's a fun conversation to have. It's a conversation we weren't having a year ago. Yeah. The conversation that we were bound to have if you started off 6 and 0 this year. But back to the main the main point is the team as we sit currently I would not say is good enough to win a championship. But you shouldn't be 6 games in. I, you shouldn't be hitting your stride. Like you want to be peaking as a football team, like right as the. I mean, everything's important, but you know, you need to to be really hitting your stride here in the back. You know, maybe game eight, game nine is whenever it all should come together. Interesting point by OU optimist. I mean, I I think there's some truth to it. It says they just beat Texas, who everyone thought was a national championship contender. Ceiling is number eight, by God. Yeah. But it is true. Like, you didn't just beat – like, this isn't the Texas team that you've beaten the past ten years. Maybe it ends up being the exact same Texas team you've, you've beaten in the past ten years. But you get the point. Like, this was a team considered not just a playoff con- uh, contender, a realistic national championship contender. And yeah. you beat those guys, and you outplayed them, and you out them. So I just don't think it's some um, – Crazy take to say, yeah, I think that this team's true ceiling is a, is at least a, a a playoff berth at this point. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I, I wonder what – because the narrative all along has been that, well, you know, it's going to be a whole different ball game for Oklahoma when they go to the SEC. And I'm not saying it's not going to be. Um, I just – I wonder – with Texas beating Alabama and then Oklahoma beating Texas, I, I it's stupid to play the game of, well, that team beat them and you beat that team. So I, I, just, I guess what I'm asking is, are SEC fans 
taking another look or maybe a closer examination of what's going on at Oklahoma at the, at the present moment? In terms of actually viewing them as serious contenders year one in the league? Well, as like they got the right coach, they they may not be there right now, but that program is showing signs of something dangerous because you would think so, but there's a lot of arrogance over there as well. So pro- I s- probably not. I saw something. This is, this has been way back in the summer. I think whenever the recruiting was really in hitting its full stride, I saw a comment. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or where it was, but it was just from a, you know, a, a random Twitter user that was saying, I don't know if anyone's noticed what's going on at Oklahoma, but I, if if they continue recruiting on the line of scrimmage at this level, they're going to be a serious competitor way quicker than everyone thinks they are. And I just wonder how common that viewpoint I, is. I mean, I, honestly, I haven't seen it all that much. That's from SEC fans. That's mm-hmm. from SEC media. And maybe we get to that point um, somewhere down the road of the season. But they should because it's not that Oklahoma's just improved this year. They're a really good defense. They're a really good defense, and that's been accomplished. Like, look at the strides they've made in one year's time. Yeah, you know, well, and and the recruiting on the defensive side of the ball, which you talked about, is only getting better and better as we move forward. The recruiting is getting better and better, and you have to remember, the transfer portal is going to get better and better as well. We went six and seven last year. Okay, um, Walter Rouse came in the portal from Stanford I'd say and Nebraska too kind of since he picked him like a day or two before whatever it was uh Rouse I would say that's been a really big pickup for us Andrew Anthony came I know he's out now but that's been a huge pickup for us Bothroyd came uh he's been great Dejon Terry came he just played his best game uh Pearson came he's been a big contributor so that's coming off of a six and seven season. Now you go out and you accomplish something really special. You have to imagine that the quality that you get out of the portal is going to get better and better. Well, it even did with this class, like from what they initially got their first year compared to this hall that you're talking about was better. So it would, you would think that next year's portal I, hall it could be even better than this one. It's been pretty good. Look at good. this list. Jacob Lacey, Stogner, McCullough, well, yeah, well, Pearson. Jacob Lacey, huge sack, pivotal moment of the game, final drive. Stogner had three catches. McCullough has been playing at Cheetah, and he had a big goal line stop. Reggie Pearson obviously has been filling in. Trace Ford, like the list of guys that have had a big impact just coming out of the OU-Texas game for transfer portal guys is massive. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I was just wanting, I was waiting to see what you said on Trace Ford, but you you stopped after that. I still don't Crap, know what happened. 15-yard penalty. I saw the video again last night. No idea. And yeah, still no idea from me. The only thing I can see is it looks like whenever he gets up, like maybe he puts his knee on him to stand up, but 
I don't see anything that would require a 15-yard penalty. Other, and it almost looks like he takes a dive and like flops like Stutzman did. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Papa Top knows Steve Stutzman. We can yep. ask him next what right. happened. Let's do it. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. Make Great Plains Kubota your dealership destination for tractors 40 horsepower and below. Kubota's powerful, compact tractor lineup offers customers a variety of options at an affordable price. Package your purchase with GP and save even more. Plus, with an exclusive 10-year tractor warranty, you'll get the peace of mind every tractor owner deserves. When you need more than just a tractor, shop Great Plains Kubota. Shop the brand that serves. Visit GPKubota.com today. That's GPKubota.com. The Great Plains Kubota Decade Warranty is additional coverage offered exclusively by Great Plains Kubota. For complete warranty eligibility and coverage information, contact your local Great Plains Kubota. Babes, what are you doing? The next highest is 27 and then down to 23. Um, We've said a lot of nice things about this team, but no one's been <laughs> – no one's loved this team more than uh, ESP and FBI, well, man. Yeah, the 40% to make the national championship game and the tw- like the highest percentage chance to win a championship, that's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. Uh, let's go to Steve Stutzman, by the way. Papa Top himself, he joined us Friday in Dallas, which was awesome. But, Steve, we had no idea what was going to happen the next day. What was your reaction as Dylan Gabriel finds Nick Anderson in the corner of the end zone to score a go-ahead touchdown with less than 20 seconds left? Oh, man, it was ecstatic. You know, I, I, I'm glad we scored a touchdown. I, I knew we, I, I had no doubt we'd at least get a field goal out of it. Um, but to, to score that touchdown in that fashion, just that was just uh, – just unbelievable. And then, you know, uh, after the game, talking to his dad and his mom, you talking about just tears of joy from, from Dylan's mom. It just, you know, I think, uh, you know, she's on an emotional roller coaster with him. Every time I see it, you know, you know, well, his dad is just calm, cool, collective. That's where Dylan gets his, uh, mm-hmm. his voice from for sure. But, uh, yeah, it was so exciting to watch. I mean, we were right there, you know, uh, you, you could see it unfolding. I kind of lost Dylan. For a second, like, well, where, where, I thought he'd pop out, but no, he, he kind of, like, he, he just jumped up a little bit or just kind of got up on his tippy toes and, you know, threw that dart right to Nick, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was wild. So, what what was your takeaway from Texas? You know, there's obviously, you know, there's there's been a lot of conversation about uh, how great the game was, and, and no doubt it was amazing, but you think that's the team – if we take care of business, we see again in the Big 12 championship. Were they overrated? Were they underrated? Rated just right? What would you think of Texas? 
No, I thought they were everything is advertised, Teddy. I, I think they, they're a good, solid team, uh, all three phases. You can't take that away from them. Uh, those within the walls of OU and, 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 and have a little insight, uh, I think we knew what was going to happen. We, I think no one was surprised what OU was going to do. Matter of fact, I've, I've heard you say, Teddy, and we talked about it and even talked. I and myself, I thought we were going to win the game before, you know, outright. I had, I had it 24-21. Uh, is the way I had it. Uh, I thought that you know it'd be, you know, a little clamp down on defenses, and uh, it, you know, t- uh, Texas said they play a C minus game. You know, I think we played maybe a C, you know, and and they and you know they can take it for what it is, but uh, you know definitely the you know give me all that they you know trenches and you know offense defense. Man, I saw number seventy eight <laughs> take some L's. A bunch on of. That. From that defensive line, some some major L's uh, on Saturday. Uh, here's a texter from the 405. Hey, Top, is the tat real or not? <laughs> Did you think the tattoo was real like the rest of us? Uh, you know, usually Danny will toso those, and that's uh, think on it, sleep on it before he does something like that. And if he didn't call me about it, you know, it, it ain't it ain't nothing to it. So, <laughs> you know, if it is, it is. If it's not, it's not. It, no big deal. I think it's funny as hell, though. Oh, yeah. They uh, they they pulled one over <laughs> on everyone. Hey, I'll say this. Those two guys know how to get everyone talking. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. They, 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 yeah, it, it's funny. What, it's funny. Whenever hey, you t- talk to him after hey, the game, what 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 was uh, Danny saying? Did he, did he feel like he played well? What, what was he? What was his first uh, takeaway no, post-game? You know what? He, no, he, he, it was a t- he just – Praise it is a total team effort, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think nothing uh, – and, Tay, you tell me if you, when you – I'm sure you saw this. The very first play, when they went to trips left and they had twins right on that shift, and then he's motioning to, uh, to Jaron, and then they're, they're, they're signaling it over yep. to the secondary, and they shift, and Jaron just flies to that where that, that first uh, slant route is, mm-hmm. and then Jitcha comes up. And, then yeah, the reason that, you know, Ewers made a bet because – the, the first guy had to stop because he was going to run right in the canic. And then when he did that, the second guy created a little traffic jam and then Gentry just slipped in there. You know? I mean, yep. that just shows you right. I mean, that was just a lot of great preparation uh, on Oklahoma's part. I mean, they were ready, man. Yeah. You know, what's cool about Saturday is you were telling us on Friday that you told Danny that, hey, man, in a game like this, you could have a legacy moment. You could have a legacy play. Well, Dylan Gabriel had a legacy moment. Uh, Nick Anderson probably did. Walter Rouse probably did. But I got to think that whole defense, Danny included, obviously, had a legacy moment with that goal line stop. Hey, uh, Tyler, has Oreo has Oreo cookies come out with a new flavor up in Oklahoma called the triple stuff? <laughs> That's what happened on that, that goal line stand. They got stuffed three times. And uh, I'll tell you what, Teddy, you and Gabe did an excellent uh, – Excellent segment on breaking down that uh, that four you know four play series. That was uh, that was really uh, you know it, it really gave some insight for you know for people that are trying to figure out what exactly was going on. That was I thought that was really really a cool deal and wouldn't mind seeing more of it. If you, even you know you just take a play. I know it's very in, just take a player or two from each game. Man, it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot going on out there. You know even. Even you know down on the goal line where it seems pretty straightforward, you know every every player's yeah. got got a lot going on mentally to focus on. Pretty cool stuff. So you know one of the questions we've been talking about today is ceiling of this football team. 
what what are you thinking right now? Six games in, or at the halfway mark of the regular season, what do you think the ceiling possibilities are for this squad? Well, I mean, I tell you what, it looks a lot better after Saturday. But uh, the one thing I like about what Venables and the staff do, man, they keep the they keep these uh, these guys focused on you know what's next, and what's next is UCF. Uh, you know what you know. You see, BV always say. Hey, we're going to celebrate hard. We're going, you know, we're going. It's going to be short and sweet, basically, is what he's saying. And we're back to work. And those guys have really bought into what, you know, what they've been teaching and, and preaching and doing. There, so, I mean, it's right there in front of them. And, and you know, we can talk about it. Yeah, we absolutely. We, you know, amongst us, the media, you know, the, the the championship. And then you take care of your own business. I mean, how can you not put, you know, Oklahoma, the Big Twelve, and, and, and into that, you know, into the Final Four? I mean, I just don't see it. Steve Stutzman is our uh, is our guest. Uh, incredible, incredible win on Saturday, and I'm, I'm I'm sure we'll see you here in a couple of weeks at home for the UCF game as well. But what's uh w- what's their schedule like this week? They get a few days off heading into the weekend and back at it Sunday, Monday. As uh, as Danny told you, what yeah. that looks like? Yeah, I think they're um, they're they're working out. They'll be doing something on Thursday. Then they're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Some player will go home, but you know, Danny, uh, you know, like everybody else that's beat up, guys need to stay for treatment and, and get their bodies right. And that's what he's going to be doing. Uh, he's got that little nerve uh, problem that he's been dealing with, and uh, you know, we got some other guys out doing as well. But I, nobody, I, I'll be shocked to be honest if anybody really goes home. I think that team is so close that they're going to want to stay and probably order some pizza and, and do some film time or something. I'm, I'm just, you know, speculating, but I don't think you'll see like in back in the days that guys were just couldn't wait to get home uh, to go see girlfriends or, or things like that. I don't think that's, uh, that's the mission of this team. Yep. They're, uh, I got that foxhole mentality right now. Hey, one thing we wanted to ask you, any, did you ever figure out or have you heard anything from anyone about like what, Happened to Trace Ford on that 15-yard penalty? Uh, you know what? When I was watching it, I I'll, I don't know if you saw this too. I honestly thought that they were calling a penalty on on Texas on the Texas guy. Uh, from what I saw, I was like, "Oh man, I can't believe they just did that." They're, that's because he did Texas. something, and Trace Ford went flopping to the ground. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can. I, I've looked at the game. I can't see what he did. I I I thought they were going to call a penalty on Texas. I don't know what he did. Remains a mystery. And that was a huge point <laughs> in the game. I mean, that was. <laughs> that was. That, that drive continued on, and I think they, didn't they, uh, didn't yep. uh, Brooks break that for that touchdown? Yep, they scored a touchdown on that drive. Yep. That's right. Yeah. All right, well, hey. Hey, Tay, hey, hey, real quick, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask Ted something real quick. Uh, you know, as the season progresses and, you know, everybody tries to put a wrinkle in uh, that they might see. And and you get towards the end of the year, man. At some point, I think you're gonna. There's not really gonna be much wrinkles. You're gonna. It's gonna be coming to. Oh, okay. I, we know what's coming. I think. Do you think it's gonna be become? Say we meet Texas again. Do you think it's become more of? I think we can we can match up personnel to this personnel rather than trying to. I just I just think that the way Benevols is, I, I just don't think at some point they're gonna see everything they can possibly see and be ready for it. I mean, what what do you think, Ted? Well, yeah. I mean, to to a certain degree. You know, like the first half of the season is typically your flaws are exposed and yep. you work on those and everyone knows you're working on them. 
So they're trying to make sure that you've covered those up. So they're going to create new ways to do the same thing to you that you've, whatever the concept is you struggle with. You know, for example, we've blocked two punts, which means we've been really aggressive. So whenever your punt team is, or your punt block team is really aggressive, what do you open yourself up to? You open yourself up to a fake punt, right? Yep. So we got hit on that. I mean, so you're going to have to sure up some stuff like that. But as far as offensively and defensively, you're like it, it's hard to continue to find stuff. It does become more of let's try and isolate maybe what we see as the weakness on their team, matchup wise, personnel wise, and try and go after that. But you know, teams are creative. You know, it's a copycat sport. Everyone knows that phrase. And, you know, they'll watch something on the NFL on Sunday, and the next thing you know, every every team in college football runs that play on a weekend. Yeah. So you've yeah. just got to continue to drill in all of your rules. And, you know, you adjust your, your base rules accordingly on a week-in, week-out basis, and you just have to be ready to do that uh, during a game as well. So, I, I, I mean, I don't no, think you're I- going to see a whole bunch of, of new people creating something out of nothing to try and attack them. You know, one thing I did ask Danny, and I think you saw, there still was a couple of times, man, we didn't get the call in. Uh, you yeah. know, the, the call was real, real late, and uh, we're we're kind of on the heels, and then they, you know, it got us for you know eight, ten, ten yards. You know, that's again, those are some things that you can get fixed. And then one thing I did notice on, uh, real quick is, you know, I was a punter and you know, a backup punter in college and, and a punter, but man, our punter, the punter, I, I watched it. You can't take you can. <laughs> Barely can take two steps. One step is usually what you do when you're inside the goal is a one-step punt. But you can't take two and a quarter or two and a half. And he kind of cheated a little bit more than two. And that's just enough to get you in trouble along with maybe the guy not being so soft. But, you know, one-step punt, man, is that situation to, you know, it's no almost impossible to block. Well, yeah, you know, so. I, I would say that. I mean, that's maybe the one thing, the glaring issue we have right now that could yep. be our undoing is – special teams mistakes and it's kind of uncharacteristic it it has felt like this team was going to be a really good special teams squad and i think they and still they were can at times be. yeah they have been at times i should say yeah they've yep. they've they've had some real stretches of good play and then some meltdown moments which happen you know and you have to overcome those and absorb <laughs> them and, and get better it's not going to be perfect throughout the season as long as you can keep keep improving so Hey man, you demand oh, Steve. Yeah, appreciate you stopping by the hey, show. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, appreciate appreciate you having me on. Thank you, guys. All right, uh, there's Steve Stutzman. All right. uh, Colorado Sooner says, ask him if he has any eligibility <laughs> left. Yes, uh, he he does. Both uh, he and Danny do. Oh, uh, good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout, and we'll hit some things that caught my eye on the other side. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Nate Barconti, the Be Funny Tour. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is rough. I don't know if you've been there in a while. They look like they're trying to go to business and they can't. All new material. They fought for. It's what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer at Yalagosny Law? Communication is a priority. Yalagosny Law, 405 800 8080. 405 800 8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, I saw this um, interesting little uh, exercise trying to put together what a 12-team playoff would look like right now. 
And Oklahoma would be one of the top four seeds right, getting go. a bye, no home game. Well, that's what's for the best, but there's just – a home playoff game would be just so sweet. You, you take the bye, but, man, a home playoff game would be awesome. Dude, here's – be against anybody. Here's the great thing. Um, I Whenever, like, the 12-team playoff, here's what you would get. Um now, this is a weird one. Air Force at Washington um, would be one of the games. But then you'd have Alabama at Ohio State. Sweet. You would have USC at Penn State. Go PSU. Texas at Oregon. Let's go Oregon. Come on, Dan Lanning. Let's get it done. Come on, dude. Be pretty good, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. Sign me up for the 12-team playoff. Uh, next one. Last one. I... Last night's baseball game with the Braves oh. had to be the greatest. Is that like the dream scenario to end a baseball game is to throw out? For, for a, a center fielder, it is. Yeah, man. Well, I'm saying for you well, because I know he's uh, um, throwing the home run that happened in the bottom of the eighth inning by yeah. Austin Riley as well. But the Braves look dead to rights, about to go down 2 nothing, and we're going back to Philly, which – they're crazy there and get a home run and then the double play for doubling up Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper and they're making fun of him in the clubhouse. Dude, it was it was pretty I had a good night last night. Now it sounds like Great night. I don't know the rules in baseball. And obviously Bryce Harper got a little aggressive running bases right there. The uh manager said he should have waited right there on the bag. Is that Pretty much the yes, I yeah because you can be standing on second base and know like this guy's about to crash into a wall if he makes the play, he ain't gonna throw me out at first base. It's one of those get as far as you can to know that you can get back, but put yourself in a position to where if he doesn't make a play, you're scoring and you're tying the game. You don't want your momentum to be going the other way where you got to stop. You kind of like if you're on if you're trending more towards the third base side Mm -hmm. of second base, then I I think that that's fine. Yeah, but he he got a little too greedy there. What Sorry a play, about you, Bryce. What awesome. a play! That was, was awesome. That's all I got. Um, early week announcement, man. Jalen Daniels is doubtful for mm. this weekend's game in Stillwater at Oklahoma State. They're saying it's back issues, or are you finally buying it? No. Or do you think something else is still going on here? I mean, Tuesday they're saying that he's doubtful for this game. That that normally doesn't happen. No. Or at least it was being reported by someone, not so much a KU uh, report. I, it came out of nowhere before they played Texas. They thought he was good to go. He was fine. And then morning of the game, they, he, he, they find out that, oh, his back is, you know, flared up on him. He's not going to play. And he's been out since. No. I could be 100% wrong, and maybe it's even wrong for me to put it out there, but I'm not buying it. It sounds to me like he got in trouble. They benched him before the Texas game, and he's still out, right? And he'll come back for that OU game later on this month. You know know how that would work. That's just what it feels like. You know, I know he's been nursing the back for some time, and, you know, it's convenient to have that there. It's just – it's so weird the way that it's all played out. Um, hmm. Tattoo Baker just uh, sent me something ah. interesting. Uh, a theory as to what could happen. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe it's did something similar as to an Iowa or an Iowa State player. He is not reporting that. Just 
thinking, huh, maybe that's what happened there. I don't know. Betting is legal in the state of Kansas, right? Could be. Any, uh, it could be. Who knows? So we'll, we'll get to some hot seat status lists that I'm, I'm seeing this week. Dave Aranda is showing up on a lot of these articles about, hey, is this guy on the hot seat? He won a conference championship game less than two years ago. They were 6-7 and seven last year. Not a great start this year. Is Dave Aranda, do you think he's legitimately on the hot seat down there in Waco? Or is it way too soon? Mm, gosh, it's so hard to say. Uh, they've got to be worried. They've got to be worried. You know, I, it doesn't seem like, like really the lifeblood of the Baylor program in years past when they've been good is really finding some diamonds in the rough in the recruiting world. Joey McGuire was huge whenever it came to that. It feels like they've kind of lost that magic, doesn't it? It really does. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I It wouldn't shock me if he was on the hot seat. Mike Gundy said some things uh, so far this week. Uh, mm -hmm. Today, or maybe it was yesterday, I think it was yesterday, he compared what Lance Leipold has done at KU to the turnaround that Bill Snyder had at Kansas State. Now, what Snyder did at K-State is maybe the most famous turnaround in college football history, but Kansas was the laughingstock of the sport for over a decade, unless they would beat Texas, of course. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a terrible comparison. What Leipold Now, Leipold hasn't won at the level that Snyder did at Kansas State in the 90s, you know, on the brink of playing in a national championship. And I don't think Kansas is necessarily going to do that, but there's some comparisons to be made there between sure. the two. Yeah, short term, anyways, like it's it's been really impressive. Now, what Snyder did is turn that into a year in, year out, super competitive football team that on the right given year with the right lineup can do something really dangerous. So Yet to see if Leipold can pull that at, out and have the staying power, but the signs are trending in a good direction. Uh, I mean, just think of how many games they've won this year and the fashion in which they've done it. Domination, man. And a big chunk of, chunk of them without their best player. Apparently the Kansas basketball infractions ruling is expected tomorrow, ending multiple chapters of a six-year saga. So uh, Oklahoma State will probably receive a postseason ban tomorrow is uh, <laughs> what we can expect there. What do you expect? Um, nothing major, man. Uh, though, though major penalties should be, should be thrown their way. And maybe I'm totally wrong about this one, but we tend to pick and choose with the NCAA who we punish. I, I, I don't think it's going to be anything just super major. You right. disagree? Think, think something major is going to happen to, to KU? <sighs> no, I don't. Yeah, I I don't. Paper Tiger, NCAA. Okay. Last one, um, a, a name that's also popping up on these hot seat lists is our uh, favorite sound clip Friday at 5, Sam Pittman at Arkansas. Yeah. They've really struggled this year. They struggled last year. They were good in, in what, two years ago they won nine games, but haven't figured it out, so some think that Pittman's on the hot seat. I just don't think he'll get fired at the end of this year. Yeah. Maybe he's on the hot seat heading into 24, but – not this year. Uh, what's the rest of their schedule look like? They're zero and three in the conference. They're right at now. Bama on Saturday. Ugh. They got Bama. I mean, it's they got. I mean, none of them are easy, especially whenever you're you're two and four right now. Uh, you know, I think Arkansas had a quick little run, 
and you know it, it's it's something that Kansas has been up against, but they've been able to push through it. Like you can't sneak up on anyone anymore, right? Like you were good enough for a span to get everyone's full attention, and I think that honestly changes some things for them. And you know, whenever they haven't been able just to run the ball crazy like they were two years ago, and it's changed everything for them. Crazy. Even in a down SEC, they're still having trouble winning games, so that, that doesn't help them either. Yep. SEC West feels like it's as gettable as it's been in a while. Not that anyone expects them to win that division, but I think they're trending towards, what, five consecutive losses this weekend They when they lose at Bama? Yeah. Four or five? Which, you know, they had to play at LSU, A&M, at Ole Miss, at Bama. So that'll be five consecutive because they lost to BYU before all those. Yeah, it'll Man. be five consecutive. I'm just saying though that that's, that's no, it's tough. It's tough. With three out of the last four games of in the in the West are all on the road. How does that happen? That's crazy. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number two next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. If you're looking for a no appointment needed doctor's visit, head to Norman Regional's walk-in clinics in Norman and more. Open Monday through Friday from 7A to 7P. Our walk-in clinics offer convenience for new or established patients. The clinic providers treat allergies, cold and flu symptoms, sore throats, stomach viruses, and more. Our Norman Clinic is located at Norman Regional 9, 2000, and Brandon Boulevard, Suite 201. And our Moore Clinic is located at Norman Regional Moore, 700 South Telephone Road, Suite 201. Attention basketball fans, get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. Don't miss out on the action. Secure your seats now and cheer for victory. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-4668 to secure your tickets and be part of the winning spirit. Boomer Sooner. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas brilliantly executed can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. 
Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. One smile is great, but one smile in a community of smiles is so much better. Smile Train celebrates the cleft lip and palate community by empowering medical professionals in over 70 countries to perform essential cleft care in their local communities. Learn how Smile Train is helping the cleft lip and palate community at smiletrain.org/learn. Smile Train, changing the world one smile at a time. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Are you ready for a nice getaway and some great jewelry? Do I have a deal for you? Spend $2,300 and Vegas is free. Or if you prefer, Orlando can be your destination. Our cases are filled with diamonds, gemstones, and all the latest trends. So you can choose something fabulous and get a little vacation on us. Don't delay. The memories and the jewelry will last forever. But this offer ends soon. Mitchell's Jewelry in the heart of Norman at 2201 West Main Street. A great game plan always opens the door to score. Hey, it's Mike Steely here for my friends at Affordable Door. Score a win for your home by signing up for the Affordable Door Annual Maintenance Plan. For just $119, you can make sure all aspects of your garage door are operating properly so you don't have to replace your door or motor prematurely. Call Affordable Door today at 405-635-9499. The official garage door of the Oklahoma Sooners. Inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio, it is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Boomer Bowtie says, apologize if you already spoke on this, but have y'all talked about what Mark Stoops said? No, we have not. Uh, in fact, here is what Mark Stoops said on his radio show last night after the loss to Georgia. I don't know what the reaction's been. I don't feel like it's been a strong negative reaction towards him um, today, but what, what do you think about what Mark Stoops just there's said? There's been a strong negative reaction. I said I don't think oh. there – unless I've just, like, totally missed it today. I'm sure there's been some. But an overwhelming strong negative reaction, I haven't seen it. Uh, well, I, he's he's right. I, if 
if fan bases want to be upset, one of the things you're going to have to do is talk with your wallet. Uh, and I thought Mike Gundy said something interesting too. He was talking about like facilities and everything. He says, don't build it. Put the money in the bank. Put the money in the bank and spend it on NIL. That's just the future. I'm not saying I agree with it. I only know the sign of the times. Players used to want to go somewhere for shiny new facilities, new uniforms, things like that. They still want to go somewhere where they win, but they also want the other stuff. He said, I'll build you a, a situation. If you brought in 50 of our players and said, we'll give you fifty or 60000 a year cash, or we can build you a new weight room and meeting room, which one do you think they're going to pick? Uh, easy. That's it. And and if and for a program like his, like they might have to choose a little bit more. Like the big time programs are probably able to do both, definitely more than some of those mid tier schools. But at a school like OSU, man, yeah, you got to pick which one do you want. Yeah, kids would prefer the NIL. Yeah, and I it's it's the problem that you created is the bigger fan bases have more resources, so. Not really anything has changed, right? All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans.